Hello, this is Sally Cronin. And last week, Queen Filigree and Prince Ronan cemented their romance by becoming engaged. The Royal Wedding With the betrothal, there was a further delay to the visiting royals' trip to their summer home in Meath. The wedding date was set for a week after the engagement, and it was decided that Queen Filigree would accompany her new husband and his family for a month to celebrate their honeymoon. This too gave Princess Persephone and Narcissus a cause for celebration, as they would stay behind and be in charge of the court, and they would enjoy a great deal more freedom than they usually managed under the eagle eye of their mother. The upcoming festivities had the whole fairy kingdom and their new friends, the storyteller, Summer and Dapperman in a whirl, as they hurriedly organised this royal union. The wedding dress was being spun by a family of silkworms that the Dapperman had brought from India and installed in his attic. The fine threads were then dipped in vats made from halved, dried pumpkin skins from last autumn. Dyes that had been made last summer from the flowers in the Spanish garden were blended to create the prettiest pinks, the most vivid blues and purples, and the brightest reds and greens. Queen Filigree decided upon a rose-pink dress with multicoloured bodice with a train of mauve and violet. Even the dapper man was in awe when he attended the final fitting, and he hurried away to add a dash of purple to the groom's velvet wedding suit, ensuring that he was in perfect harmony with his bride. Meanwhile, Chef Marcel was beside himself with stress, but finally, with the help of the storyteller and his suppliers, he managed to put together a feast like none other. For the 100 hungry guests, he would need three filleted trout, two pounds of sirloin steak, one pound of goat's cheese, two pints of double cream, 25 fresh strawberries, a hundred fresh baked rolls and two pounds of butter for cooking and for the feast. Luckily, the magic garden had some spring vegetables and the chef had stored away plenty of mushrooms last autumn in Spain, bringing them with him on the back of an express goose. The storyteller donated six bottles of champagne and six more each of white and his finest red wine. There were also two large vats of the amber nectar fermented from the court's own beehives and sweet water that had been collected in tubs at the base of the magnolia tree. Finally, the day arrived, and the storyteller presiding in his capacity of guardian of the magic garden, the wedding began. The groom stood nervously at the end of a carpet of rose petals as the two royal families and courtiers sat on chairs either side. The musicians began to play a gentle anthem that announced the arrival of the queen. A hush fell over the assembled guests as the beautiful bride, dressed in a shimmering vision of pinks and mauves, stepped delicately onto the rosy carpet. She clasped a bouquet of miniature roses and bluebells, and she glided down the aisle with her eyes firmly fixed on the handsome man waiting for her. It is sad to say that despite wearing delightful dresses of pale blue and lilac that glisten with sparkling sequins, Princess Persephone and Narcissus were largely overlooked. With the gravitas that was required for this great state occasion, the storyteller began the service of wedlock according to fairy law. Ten minutes later, to resounding cheers, Prince Ronan and Queen Filigree were officially announced as a man and wife and were invited to seal the marriage with a kiss, which went on rather a long time. With anticipation and excitement, the guests piled into the rose-strewn aisle to follow the happy couple through to the ballroom to enjoy the sumptuous feast. Chef Marcel looked upon the avid partaking of his finest meals with great satisfaction before retiring to his kitchen with a filched flagon of the finest amber nectar. 
The dancing went on to the early hours of the morning and nobody noticed when Prince Ronan and Queen Filigree melted away together at midnight. The two princesses, however, did see the departure, throwing themselves even more enthusiastically into the dancing, knowing that for the next month they would be largely unsupervised. A day was needed to recover from the festivities, but bright and early two days later, Queen Philip and Queen Seren and the newlyweds departed by carriage to continue their journey to their summer palace. The storyteller was left in charge of the two princesses, and it was with some misgivings that he watched their mother heading off with a smile and a wave. A month was going to seem a very long time with those two young ladies on the loose. Thanks very much for joining me today and I hope you'll tune in next week for the next story in Tales from the Irish Garden.